So, how was y'all's week? All right, great. Well, it was a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. I opened the wrong thing. Yeah, it's definitely been a week. Weather's been bat poop crazy though. I actually kind of thought about like leaving leaving my uh, back door open because it's raining and thundering and stuff here. It's like that'd be a cool backdrop. And then you hear birds every now and then chirping. But I closed it because I. Uh, if you gentlemen's are ready. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Paranormal Minds of JST. My name is Josh, and I'm joined tonight by my two co-hosts, Shanicus and Tommy. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to talk about the Wendigo because I learned about myself that I didn't know the difference in the Wendigo and the Skinwalker. So I decided to teach myself a few things. And uh, it was a lot more interesting than I originally thought it was going to be. Not going to lie. I thought it was just going to be like, this is it. There's nothing different. But no, there's a whole story. So the Wendigo, according to First Nations traditional beliefs, um, and when I say First Nations, I'm referring to the indigenous Canadian peoples who are neither Inuit or Metis. Their version of the Wendigo is an evil spirit with human-like characteristics which can possess a person and invoke feelings of insatiable greed or hunger or even invoke the want to commit murder. It's said that the hunger is so strong that the possessed individual will actually desire human flesh. So it's, it's just the creature itself is described in varying ways. But mainly, it is a humanoid creature with a heart of ice, and with it is a foul stench or a sudden, unseasonable chill that follows it as it approaches. The original depictions of the Wendigo by the original indigenous people are not the same as the human-beast hybrids that we see with the antlers. And I, I have a feeling that's why I got them confused with the skinwalkers, too, because we, the way we see them portrayed these days. They're primarily associated with wintertime, coldness, famine, and starvation. As a wendigo devours its prey, its body actually grows in proportion with the size of its meal. So therefore, the hunger can never be satiated. They're always out for the next kill. Unlike most of the cryptids that we talk about or will talk about, the wendigo is completely cognizant. It can clearly communicate and talk with its victims. It's just like a human being in this cryptid form. So <laughs> with the cognizant abilities that it has, um, it's been shown in the folklore stories where Wendigos can use tools. They actually have the ability to be mostly dismembered, with the exception of the head. In the event of this happening, the Wendigo will... will um, what am I trying to say? What's the word? Oh, shit. I don't know the word. <laughs> it commit? No. What's a word? Resort. There it is. I figured it out. <laughs> Glad we could help. <laughs> so <laughs> even when they're dismembered, the uh, the Wendigo will actually even resort to auto cannibalism, which means basically that it'll eat, it'll eat itself. 
there was a person that collected a story from the indigenous peoples. Um, their name is Lottie Mar- uh, Marsden. And the way the story goes, a long time ago, a big Wendigo stole an Indian boy. But the boy was too thin. So the Wendigo kept the boy instead of eating him. And they traveled together. The Wendigo was waiting for the boy to get fat. But they traveled so much, he wasn't getting fat. So, and the way he would check if he was right for eating was to cut his hand and check the fat content in his blood. So they get to this village, and he gives the boy an allotted amount of time to go in, get what he wants and what he needs to eat, and get back. Well, the boy starts telling all of the people that um, this Wendigo is basically keeping him hostage. And he shows them the cuts on his hands where the Wendigo had been testing to see if he was ready. So the Wendigo actually yells from where he was hiding, Hurry up, boy. Don't tell lies to those Indians. I do like the thunder. Don't know if y'all can hear that. (laughs) Um, So all of these Indians go and they hunt down the Wendigo. And they dismember him. Well, they leave him for dead because they think he's dead. They come back, and the Wendigo is actually drinking the marrow from its own bones. The Indians asked the Wendigo if there was any kind of fat left in the bones. And the Wendigo says, you bet there is. I've eaten lots of Indians. No wonder they are fat. And the Indians killed him by cutting him into a bunch of little pieces, and that was the end of that Wendigo. Which I thought that story was pretty wild. Uh, You never really hear of a cryptid talking back to their... They're victims, I guess, or I guess in this case, they're killers. A few sources say that if you're overtaken by greed, if you resort to cannibalism, or if you stay in contact with a a Wendigo too long, that you'll become a Wendigo yourself. Uh, It's believed that that this creature was really used more as an encouragement for cooperation or moderation, but among the people, more than anything. There was an actual tribal dance that was considered taboo. It was reinforcement of, you know, it's it's bad to be a Wendigo. If you do these things, you'll become one, you know, how bad the Wendigo is. But it was only performed by three tribes, the Asinaboin, the Creed, and the Ojibwe. And it was a a satirical uh, ceremonial dance. So I'm sure they had their fancy props and whatnot. But what I think is pretty wild is there was technically a medical diagnosis for this called Wendigo psychosis. So in the mid-1600s, the Jesuit Relations, which is uh, a book of chronicles on the Jesuit missions in New France, reported a group of indigenous men that had afflictions of a number of unknown ailments, at least to this reporter. But to these people, they knew all too well about the ailments. But the afflictions were not from lunacy or hypochondria or frenzy, but like a combination of the three. And they reported that this these ailments caused hallucinations and, quote, more than a canine hunger. These ailments actually caused them to crave human flesh, uh, so much so that they actually preyed upon women and children and even other men. They did so so violently that they were claimed to be like werewolves 
with an appetite that could not be appeased. All of these men were eventually killed to stop the course of the insanity that was happening. An- another story about this is during the winter of 1878, a Plains Cree trapper named Swift Runner butchered and ate his wife and five remaining children after a bout of starvation that killed his oldest son. And being that there was an emergency food supply 25 miles away at the Hudson Bay Company post, it was revealed that Swift Warner was not a pure case of just cannibalism as the last resort of starvation, but that he actually had a bout of or was thought to have this Wendigo psychosis. After some time, he finally confessed to what he had done and they executed him at Fort Saskatchewan. This is actually going up, I'm sure it goes further now, but even at the 1980s, there was still debate over whether Wendigo psychosis was factual or a complete fabrication. So, in the 10th revision of the International Statistical Classification of Diseases and Related Health Problems, Wendigo is a cultural-specific disorder stated to have a rare historic account of cannibalistic obsession with symptoms like depression, homicide, and suicidal thoughts, and compulsiveness to eat human flesh. There are new studies that actually question the legitimacy of the disorder, asking if the cases were just products of hostile accusations or invented to justify the victim's executions or whatever it may have been. But these were, these these are the accounts that I found, you know, as far as it goes. And it taught me a lot more about the Wendigo than I knew previously, obviously, because I, I stuck them in there with skinwalkers and they're completely different. So they don't have the ability to shapeshift, they just are what they are. Sounds like that group of people. We're hacking and whacking and smacking. <laughs> was one of them's name Butcher Pete? <laughs> no, it was not. How do we know? We don't, actually. <laughs> okay, then. I'm sorry, that's all I could think when you were telling me about that. <laughs> oh, the butcher thing. Hacking and whacking and smacking. He only chopped up the ladies' meats, though. Why Why don't I get this reference? What it's from Fallout. About? It's a song from Fallout. Well, it's an actual song, but it's we know it from Fallout. Huh. What is it called? Butcher Pete? Uh, yes, Butcher Pete. Which uh, which Fallout's it in? Uh, since three, uh, all of them. I don't remember okay. it in three. Was it in three? I thought it was in like yeah. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> I just missed that all together. <laughs> but <laughs> on topic, way to go! Completely, just, yeah, just straight <laughs> off topic. What'd you say that one episode? I didn't pick a good topic. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, the only reason is because in my mind, I'm thinking Butcher Pete. And I'm like when you're like, they were hacking away at people. And I'm like, whacking, smack. It is interesting that Wendigo psychosis, I, I've never heard of that up until now. I so that's, that's crazy. Do you think it, do you think it has something to do with maybe something that people eat or, I mean, besides the flesh of their victims? I don't know. We know certain things can't like certain you eat certain things can cause some type of psychosis. Right. Right. So do you think during the starvation period, they find this plant or bird poop or whatever, and they eat it just out of desperation. And it after a while, it just causes that psychosis. 
Could be. And then they're just like, I have to eat everything, you know? Yeah. I'm not entirely sure what where ayahuasca is grown normally, but that could be one of the things. Like, ah, I got to eat something. Of course, you know, ayahuasca is like a specific combination of plants that cause it. Individually, they don't do anything, but together they cause this kind of psychosis, I guess. I, I know I've heard like Wendigos being not only a cautionary tale for like cooperating and all that together, but also I know... In the Pacific Northeast, I think some of the tribes would use it as a tail for like winter because that's when food is the most scarce. Yeah. And then it's cold and you really can't just go out and, you know, hunt a deer or anything, you know. So um, I know several people like you have the uh, Donner Party, you know, that resorted to cannibalism. Yeah. And they were stuck in a... I think it was a blizzard or just some type of snowstorm and they were stuck for a few days and wound up like eat like a bunch of people get eaten. Dang, a few days. Damn, they resorted to the cannibalism click. Well, I mean, I think it was like a week or uh, so. I don't know like exactly shit. how long. A couple days I've got in the back's like, fuck it, I'm eating somebody. <laughs> Maybe. I, I, think, I think what it was, they didn't have any supplies because it was supposed to have been a quick trip. Oh, okay. So I think I'd wait at least Five days before I ate one of you guys. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd wait till you were dead, but I might. <laughs> I might start nibbling at first. I'm like, all right, guys, let's saw a leg off. Yeah, we'll, we'll turn a kitchen. It's gonna suck, <laughs> but we gotta eat something. <laughs> Filet mignon around this, grilling it up. I picked this though because, like I said, that me not knowing the difference in the Skinwalker and the Wendigos, man, I was like, no, nah, I gotta, I gotta know, I gotta know the difference. Well, I'm glad you did. I never knew that they could communicate. I didn't either. Like you said. Dude, that blew me That's, away. Right. See, like, I, I heard, like, like the skinwalker, and that could be another reason, too, because people said skin, like, a lot of creepypastas mentioned skinwalkers being able to mimic people's voices and stuff. Yeah. But this is, what like, if, I think his own voice and just clearly communicate no problem whatsoever. Like he's human. That's a bit terrifying. Right? Right. Yeah, to where skinwalkers will imitate to lure you. The Wendigo yeah. could yeah. actually manipulate you. And <laughs> yeah, since he has That's the worse. intellect to do so. All right. Do you want a lollipop? Yes, Daddy. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know Wendigos are very interesting as far as the cryptids. I know they're one that them and skinwalkers, a lot of people talk about more within the online community uh, as far as cryptids dealing with creepy pastas and scary stories so i could see where eventually they just blended together and became the window walker it makes since they both started as human too right yeah yeah because the skinwalker was like a a a shaman that practiced dark magic Mm -hmm. so and the wendigo is just a, a person that went to cannibalism pretty much do you think they're friends like they just meet randomly and it's like what's up bob yeah no not much steve yeah. What'd you do today? I ate some kids. What'd you do? A whole I morphed into a wolf and got ran over by a semi again, so that wasn't fun. Man, that'd be interesting. They they end up in the same place. Skinwalker is mimicking some humans to lure them out, and the Wendigo thinks the Skinwalker's a human. <laughs> comes up to attack. Like that's a who would who would win? <laughs> yeah, that is a good. Who would win? Because depending on. How much the Wendigo is eaten depends on how big he is. Uh, all right. They do say they're gluttonous, 
but they're also portrayed very thinly. So, do they get? They get tapeworms. Yeah. Do they get stronger, or they stay the same strength? I would I'd have, imagine they have to get somewhat stronger because they got to support their body weight, but or the body size rather. Okay, we're gonna have a tornado, guys. Uh, just uh, is, is the sirens going off? Yeah. <laughs> It just adds to the... You got Siren Head. We're talking about cryptids. Boom. Damn. I'm going to go open the door. Hold on. Josh, oh, that just Wednesday? When we had them all in this area? Yeah. Yeah. I remember, like... I was at the warehouse at our, with, the, with our company. It has a warehouse by FedEx. And they just put in, like, this tornado siren like, right on the corner. And that sucker's loud. It's not one of those typical, like, big bull sirens, you know, like bullhorn-style sirens. It's some weird, looks like a weird Jetsons birdhouse thing. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. I was at work in uh, Cordova, Bartlett, wherever the hell it is, and uh, the power started flickering in and out and sirens going off. I'm like, I'm not getting stuck here. So I hopped in the car, which was a mistake. Uh because we did not go over 40 miles an hour on the interstate all the way back. Oh, shit. Because uh, oh, the rain was so thick and everybody mm. was running off the road and pulling over. I'm like, oh, man. Mm. And, of course, when I get here after freaking two hours, <laughs> it, uh, it immediately stopped. Of course. <laughs> no time you know, for you rain know, beers. <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny is, uh, not to stay off topic, but, the whole thing about people pulling over when it's raining, they turn on their hazards. The news media would be like, pull over. And actually, you know, that's one of the most dangerous things you can do. Yeah. People don't pay attention. Oh, yeah, they don't pay attention. Plus, when you're following, uh, when you see tail lights and stuff or flashers, you probably don't realize that they're stopped. Mm-hmm. And some people don't pull all the way over. And if you can't see the road and all that, uh, you know, you can wind up getting rear-ended. Mm-hmm. so and then all that so because you know my dad was a driver safety manager and he would tell people not to if you if you're gonna pull over you need to pull over into like a parking area or way off the road so all right yeah don't just pull over to the side of the road and just put on your flashers and wait for the rain to stop. <laughs> yeah right some idiot is gonna be like oh man that must be with lane get over there or, yeah. Our listeners didn't realize they were getting driver safety tips today. Huh? <laughs> Someone has to teach people how to drive. <laughs> Daily lessons for our historian from our historian Tommy Green. I'm just gonna say, if any of y'all, especially our viewers overseas, if y'all come to Memphis, red lights are considered suggestions, but I suggest you stop at them. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyways. But, so, uh, Wendigos. So, the, the Wendigos, I, I'm curious. I, I looked a little bit, and it seems like they usually travel alone. Is that is that the case? Or are there ever any packs of Wendigos? No, everything I saw was just one single for that, I guess, for that area. I don't know, you know. And even in stories, I don't think I've ever heard a story of a pack of Wendigos. Mm. The only one I've heard is uh, Breaking Dawn. And no, not Breaking Dawn. That's that stupid vampire movie. I was what like, wait, what, Until they were in Dawn. Twilight? Until Dawn. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> the game, the video game. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was pretty good. It was a PlayStation only game. You wouldn't know anything. Uh, Shane, you wouldn't know anything about that. No, he likes yeah, Xbox. You damn Xbox players. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry, my intelligence doesn't allow me to partake in Sony video game systems. Oh, that's, that's all right. okay. We play PC, I'll... so. Yeah. <laughs> PC just race. No, okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but. <clears throat> That is interesting. Do you think that maybe if if not a pack, two could two be in the same area at one time? You think? What? It is. It's kind of weird when you think about. It. So they they used to be human, mm-hmm. and they became Wendigos for from partaking in those those things like gluttony or greed and stuff. Now I would just assume something like lust would be mixed in there, just because that feels like it falls in the same category. Maybe I'm completely yeah. wrong. Uh, but humans and nature want to be around each other. Yeah. I don't know who you're talking about. I don't. I, like, five different jokes popped in my head. I was like, these these all cross the line. I'm not going to be here <laughs> today. You couldn't say a damn one of them. <laughs> but even basic companionship, so just, just one. You know, they, they have to have that that urge to at least have one companion, be it just companionship or something more you know romantic or sexual level i right. i don't i don't know i don't know when to go sex habits but uh yeah it's weird that they're always alone yeah i i'd often have to wonder too because <clears throat> a lot of the stories you hear the wendigo is it doesn't necessarily say male but i feel like they're mostly portrayed as a male so are there female Wendigos? And like you say, would would that be a, a part of the whole wanting to be with someone aspect, you know? Look, what about, okay, this is, this is uh, take Jeffrey Dahmer. And the reason I bring up Jeffrey Dahmer is because we all know he's a famous cannibal. Yeah. Psychologically speaking, it's believed one reason a lot of uh, serial killers that eat their victims do it is that way they can keep their victims with them like it becomes part of them rather yeah like it it becomes part of them you know i looked at a few sorry to jump in uh just on the the mating aspect i, I looked up a few different things and yeah the wendigo can be male or f- female and can mate and can also mate with humans and werewolves i'm assuming because werewolves are still based as being human so somebody yeah, they, has a Wendigo fetish. <laughs> they could watch, eh? <laughs> but yeah, so they 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 can mate. But um, yeah, the deeper I dig is finding Tommy's fetish stuff. Uh, Damn it, Tommy! Why, why is it my <laughs> fetish stuff? I'm just saying. You're the one that just brought it up, like I, like instantly. Yeah. You know? I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, when <laughs> he knew what was up, if someone was like they can mate together or they can mate with werewolves, I'd be like, okay. But then someone's like, they can mate with humans. I'm like, but they eat humans. So somebody just wants to boink a Wendigo. That's all that is. Yeah, you. We understand. <laughs> I, needs. I mean, uh, what? <laughs> also, the story uh, Josh shared about keeping keeping the boy almost prisoner till he could eat him and letting uh, him go and get food and stuff. You know, who's to say if one of them gets a, a female and it's a male Wendigo or, you know, vice versa or whatever the Wendigo's into. Yeah, keep them around till they're ready to eat and mate with them. I mean, yeah, 
We're getting into some Beauty and the Beast territory over here. Right. Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> right. But, since they do travel around, let's say it's temporary like that. A prisoner mated with, let's say, uh, impregnated a human, gets a little half-breed Wendigo baby. Then they eat mommy when she gets big enough, which she probably will through pregnancy. Then, uh, will they eat each other? Will they separate, run different ways? Since they tend to be alone, does that change if it's an offspring? I mean, I know there's animals in the animal kingdom that once babies are born, um, they're pretty much on their own. Look at sea turtles and, you know, you can look at uh, snakes, uh, things like that. Like, once they're born, they're just, bye. Hmm. So, you know. Okay, can see that and just just leave them. Now, what if a Wendigo mates with a human? I'm sorry, we, you guys probably weren't planning on talking about Wendigo mating habits, but <laughs> is, I mean, I was looking <laughs> forward know? to it today. Like before we started, I was yeah, like, figured, "Man, I can't wait." Yeah, figured that out when you talked about your fetish. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> uh, so let, let's say it's half human. Do you think? It'll have more sympathetic, empathetic, human-like characteristics and might seek to be part of humanity on some level, like we see in some stories with half-demon, half-human. Uh, you know, there's other creatures out there, too. Uh, yeah. that, that'd be interesting. Or do you think the Wendigo genes overpower that urge to be human? I wonder if you turn into a Wendigo and you lose a lot of the human side of you, you know? It goes more primal, more need to survive because this hunger is so much that I can't think of anything else that a hybrid might possibly not have the hunger, or if they do, it's not quite as, you know, pronounced in their life. They know how to control it more because from what it sounds like, when you have a hunger like that, your metabolism would be through the roof, mm-hmm. right? Like it would have to be. So maybe with that human hybrid, the metabolism isn't quite that high. It's more at a human level or it may be elevated, you know, because you see people out there even nowadays. Like my dad, I kid you not, my dad can eat 20 pounds of food and lose three pounds. I can I can eat a lot and not gain any. Hardly. Yeah. So I would think that that would possibly be you'd have more of your human characteristics than you would as a just made Wendigo as a versus a born one, you know? Mm-hmm. So may possibly be you, you have more of that human side of you that want for that love and affection and not need to eat so much. Right. You know, that's, that's an interesting thought that kind of makes me wonder too. Uh, do you think the offspring would just be human? Since the window used to be human, uh, and let's say this is almost like a disease. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's not something that would genetically be passed on, right? Oh, if it's a genetically altering, uh, altering cool. disease, I guess you could say. You can transfer like HIV or AIDS or something like that to your kids. The, the woman can if she has those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even things like like Rebecca being she has diabetes, so that's another a genetic defect. I, I feel like if 
you know, Brittany and what's-his-face didn't have diabetes, that maybe Rebecca wouldn't have had it. But since they both did, she has them. Yeah. So, or has it, rather, not them. Like, there's multiple diabetes in her. Well, you know, you have, she has type 1 and type 2. Yeah. At the same time. <laughs> nah, that, that makes sense. I, I was not thinking of it like that. I'm yeah. definitely no geneticist. So. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. I'm no doctor. And then, you know, we could go into genes, uh, understanding genes, because, you know, you have dominant genes, right? So take red Blue head. ones and black ones and brown ones. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can take uh, people with red hair, right? The gene isn't very predominant, right? So let's say someone with red hair, I guess you want to say breeds or mates with or marries or whatever, has a baby with... Um, Somebody with black hair. Black hair would be dominant in their child because that's a more dominant gene, right? But if the child that they had meets another kid who's has that recessive gene of red hair, they get together, they have a baby, their baby's more likely going to be born with red hair. Could Wendigoism be gene-related with that? I think... We need to draw a Punnett square. Do y'all remember Punnett squares from school? <laughs> Where you did the genes, you had like your Wendigo up here, and then your red, or your human over here, and you had the four squares, and the, you know, all the different genes that would show up. I loved it. I <laughs> no, we definitely need to do one, except with a werewolf, because I'm interested yeah. what's more the dominant traits with a werewolf. Oh, yeah. yeah, because they only change every now and then, or Wendigos are that all the time. Oh, yeah. What if it, man, could you imagine how freaky it'd be? So it's pretty much Wendigo, except on a full moon, it turns to like a werewolf Wendigo. Oh my God. That's horrifying. And the hunger would be insane, <laughs> though, too, because <laughs> werewolves have They would eat hunger. everything. They wouldn't care what it was. Oh my God. They would be like <laughs> raccoons and goats. Yeah. Is this your car? Ooh. Mine now. I'm hungry. <laughs> they eat like, the fucking car. Just, <laughs> 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 it would definitely hunt the skinwalkers. <laughs> yeah. <it definitely. laughs> Come here. I'm going to get you. Yeah. You look close enough like a deer. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's interesting. Someone's going to make a movie of that now, like a Wendigo and werewolf mating. So now here's my question. Though. Would, not during the full moon, would it be a Wendigo or a human? That's the real question. Uh. It would be the Wendigo human hybrid, I guess, because you need the full moon to be the werewolf. So, also, I was like, "Yeah, that's going to be Twilight Five or something oh, like that." Jesus. I don't know how many Twilight movies are going to be sparkly, <laughs> oh, sparkly yeah. Wendigos, and it's going to be a teenager with a six pack. I've never seen a teenager in our high school with a six pack. We're all fat. I had a six pack. What you talking about? I had lots of six packs. <laughs> 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 Anyways, <laughs> no, but in, here's another question though. If you shot it with a silver bullet, because werewolves through legend are, you know, silver bullet kills them, right? Could you kill the Wendigo then? If it's in its werewolf form and you shot it with a silver bullet. So Wendigos are also weak against silver. I remember reading that. I took it as I'm being mostly human. Like they would, uh, like you could dismember, you cut their arms off and stuff, but I would feel, I didn't read this, but I would feel like. You know, you cut their head off, then they're dead. But I don't know about shooting them in the heart, because don't you have to shoot a werewolf a werewolf in the heart with the silver bullet? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. 
So I don't know. Yeah, uh, looks like you can slow them down. Yeah, you're completely right. Nah, pretty much the only way is to, like you were talking about earlier, chopping them up to little bits or burning them. But the werewolf thing is kind of odd. Like if you if he was in werewolf form, could it be killed? But I wouldn't think so. Being a hybrid, you would start losing the traits that are less ideal. Oh, I was talking about like if you shot it with a bullet, it would kill the werewolf off. Oh, oh the werewolf side of it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> Starting to feel like Underworld. Remember the hybrid <laughs> uh, vampire lichen, whatever it was, that yeah. had none of their weaknesses? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't even think about that until just now. Yeah, I like them. I like those movies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Enough about mating habits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that went on a lot longer than I thought it was going to. <laughs> that was like 15, 20 minutes right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So where are these all over the uh, the Americas or mainly in the North America, Canada area? Yeah, it's in the northeastern Canada, but uh, there are a few in a few tribes of uh, indigenous people in the you know bordering states. Okay. So you're not just going to run into them in the in the desert. Well, no, I, in like Nevada. So yeah, no, they are. It also says they are primarily in cold winter. They're they're associated with those things. So do they migrate? If they did, it would be straight north. I would think from that area. There's no reason for them to go south because it's just going to get hotter. But yeah, I mean that's what I'm thinking. Like as it warms up in like like Washington and Montana and Vancouver, um, do they just like? go north instead of going south like it it's warm up go to the tundra and eat polar bears maybe with all this global warming you know they've kept going up and up and up and that's why no country's allowed to lay claim to antarctica because it's actually infested with wendigo could be there's another theory out there <laughs> <laughs> that's why they tell you not to stray too far from the rope they gonna get you yeah you can snatch it, yeah. There's another movie right there, too. Just, like, people, researchers in Antarctica, and they're starting to get snatched up by Wendigos. Yeah, you hear a lot. I've heard a lot of stories about the researchers in Antarctica being snatched up. Not necessarily by Wendigos, but just, that seems to be the thing. I always thought it'd be cool to be a researcher in Antarctica. What if it was a rabid penguin that was snatching them up? That'd be pretty wild. Like the rabbit from Monty Python? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think... This is worth investigating. There's disappearances and Wendigo migration patterns. Mm. Yeah. Can, can anybody just volunteer to go into Antarctica, or do you, do you have to be a scientist? I I would imagine you have to be a scientist. <laughs> actually, actually, one of the seven summits is in Antarctica, and you can actually get permission to go to Antarctica to climb that summit. Oh, wow. But I think you have to climb, like, three 14k 15k summits something like that yeah like you have to have proof like you can actually do it before they give you and i think the ticket's like twenty thousand or fifty thousand dollars to do well i'm out yep me too so we're just gonna need all y'all to donate money we're gonna start climbing mountains and then we're gonna invest no, your ass is gonna start climbing mountains i ain't uh, climbing shit <laughs> I ain't afraid of heights, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I know I can't climb a fucking mountain. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. Look, the first couple will be easy. Okay. We'll start off with K2 and then we'll go to Mount Everest and then the Matterhorn. Okay. 
So two of those would kill us right off the bat. I'll let you guess which ones. Did you not walk with us through witch dance? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Walking I up those tiny hills, I lost all my breath. Well, you know, <laughs> it powers the glutes, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to get a butt over here, so. While you're climbing mountains, Tommy, I'm just going to go back and to school and be a scientist. We'll, we'll see who gets there first. <laughs> that just seems too difficult, okay? I'd rather read some books than <laughs> climb 13 mountains. <laughs> Me too, it's, it's only like three <laughs> of too. the seven, you know. Fourteen? Did you say 14? What'd you say? I think they're 14 Ks. 14 kilometers. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. Think about that. Yeah. Straight up. Well, I mean, you stop and rest. They have like little base camps. Like, Ain't nobody got time for that. Now you just got to worry about Everest because here lately they've been giving out a lot of like permits and stuff. So you get stuck on the top for a few hours and running out of oxygen. And you could freeze and fall off the edge and all that stuff. So I'm proud of this 5K <laughs> on flat land. This little metal I got here. <laughs> oh, hell. And that took it out of me. So 14K straight up. Yeah. <laughs> was that running or hiking? That was walking. Oh. <laughs> Hiking's walking. I came in like eight thousandth place. Like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just. I was. It was just for charity. That's that's all. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should do that. We should all do like a charity walk. We're not gonna run because I smoke too much. I'd just fall over in the first twenty feet. Dead. I don't smoke, but I would also fall over in the first 20 <laughs> feet if we had to run. Did you just imagine? We all stay at the same pace and then dead. Yeah. <laughs> Start out strong, dead in 20 feet. <laughs> but, but anyways. Say, once Tommy falls down, I'm going to eat, eat him for energy. <laughs> Somebody just comes up. Oh, we have these protein bars. No. I feel the winnicosacosis. <laughs> Will that be your defense to get out of prison? Huh? Won't it? Yeah. yeah well. Freaking Wendigo. <laughs> All I'm picturing is like little plus fives popping up off the back of Shane's head as he takes bites. <laughs> now, you know, you can't have anybody see you eat human flesh. It's frowned upon. So you got to hide and eat it. <laughs> Dude. I think people are so numb to stuff now. They'd run up like, "Well, what is that?" And like, "Oh, it's a cake made to look like an arm." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it bleeds and everything. They would videotape it. It would be like an hour before somebody calls the police or anything. <laughs> like, you've halfway devoured my body, and everybody's like videotaping it. Like, oh my god, this is crazy. He must be on bath salts. Yeah. <laughs> No, just trying to complete this charity walk. That's all. Needed some energy. <laughs> You're just dragging my body by the leg. Every now and then, you just stop to eat, take a bite. <laughs> Never mind that he doubles in size. <laughs> what are you going to do when you get to my balls? That's all I'm asking. What are you going to do? You ever heard of Rocky Mountain Oysters? Well, pop them suckers out and let's go. <laughs> This episode's out there, man. Shane becomes the cannibalism the cannibalist in this one. Either way, I die, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Rocky Mountain Tommy, here we go. My face hurts from laughing. So, back to Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't even the real subject, but... 
Wendigos live there. <laughs> you know how we've talked about the cave systems, you know, here in North America, you know, in, in relation to the disappearances. There's actually lakes under Antarctica that mysteriously fill and drain throughout the That's year. It. So it causes these giant caves, pretty much, but then sometimes they're full of water. Which that, that pulled out while I'm looking at all these disappearances, and it's crazy. I mean, documented all the way back to like 1819. I wonder if that's that's related. It might be something to look into, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, if they only live in like cold environments. So places like, I can see Alaska being a place. Uh, mm-hmm. And the regions around there. But I know, like, I think, like, Washington this past summer had a a huge heat wave. Like, it got up to, like, 95, 100 degrees or something. It was unreal for them. And they were, essentially, like, a lot of people died from it because, you know, they don't really have air conditioning up there like we have down here. That's wild. Yeah. Would that kill off a lot of the Wendigos? Yeah, it might. And maybe that's where they go, in those drained lakes. Maybe. What if Mark Zuckerberg? Elon Musk, and somebody else, I don't know who, probably Bill Gates, because he bought up a lot of fallen land, okay? They teamed up together, created global warming to kill Wendigos. All theories can be true if you look hard enough. (laughs) (laughs) But, one last thing, and I'll stop on Antarctica. Since no country controls it, it's not owned by any country, they can't, no one can say you're not allowed there. Yeah. So I just looked it up. You don't have to have a passport or a visa or anything. You can just go to Antarctica. Like people won't take you there, but if we hop in a a boat, or I guess we could drive most of the way anyway. However, we get there, <laughs> we can go. No one will stop us. Yeah. Surprisingly, if you look on the map, and I know it's actually a, a long distance, but how close Antarctica is to like I think it's Brazil and Patagonia. Like we could probably we could probably get a boat. Oh shit! I had the world upside down, guys. If they <laughs> migrate, they migrate north through Canada. They don't end up in Antarctica. <laughs> I thought you were just saying they were down there. <laughs> no, I was just. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I was upside down for real. Like I think in Santa Claus lives in Antarctica, but no. I thought it was kind of odd when you were like, "We could drive most of the way there." I was like, uh, "You know, I don't think so." <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you went to the very end of uh, South America. Oh, man. You just build that ramp. And I got this fucking globe right here with Antarctica <laughs> pointing down at me if I would have just looked over. Shane, I, I agree with you. You need to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the maps guy. What is this? <laughs> hey, apparently I'm not global. I'm just North America. Uh, just North America. <laughs> If it's not the lower 48, he doesn't care about it, okay? Oh, man. I blame the Mississippi school system. As well, you should. As well, you should. (laughs) However, I do feel like we should talk about all the disappearances in Antarctica. It is weird. Talking about disappearances, though, you know, and going to missing 401 cases and stuff, do you you think Wendigos could be tied into that? Because we know one 401 case where this guy went hunting. Right, and it's in winter time, right? Like snowstorm came in that night, all that stuff, right? And he's hunted the place all the time, like to do every year. He even had stash boxes laid out, like you know, in case he needed extra gear or whatever. And then for him to go missing, his clothes and stuff wind up in different areas. 
and essentially him getting lost. I mean, you think Wendigo snatched him? Yeah, uh, I do have to wonder though. Is it is it just the indigenous people's folklore? Where did the first one come from? Was he created by eating someone, or was it a dark a dark magic of some kind that created him? You know, kind of like a Dracula type deal, like. You know, how the story goes where Dracula cursed God and God already made a deal with the devil, whichever one you believe in, turned him into a vampire. Something like that. Maybe he did something like ate someone ate somebody and got cursed and doomed to walk the earth like that. Or is it an actual disease? You know, because it does say that you just merely have to be around it for too long to become one. Yeah. So... Is it a disease? Well, we know strange things have happened, like that whole, um, I forgot where it was. These people wound up dancing themselves to death. I'd like to look into that for an episode, but. I've heard that before, and I cannot. But yeah, like, um, and then you had this one uh, thing that apparently happened somewhere in Mississippi, I forgot where, where um, this whole town just went berserk and just started, like, hurting everybody. Like, you know, um, what was that movie? The Crazies? Do you remember that movie? Where like people just started killing people for no reason? Essentially something like that happened. But yeah. I mean, it's a possibility stranger things have happened. So who's to say? But what makes you susceptible to it, right? Yeah. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. Mainly because I'm dumb. Oh, that's a nice dog you have. He said, Dad, I need to pee. He may pee in your face. <laughs> he wants a hug. No. no. <laughs> Make out with me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little serious there for a second. <laughs> I don't know. When it goes, I think. Oh, it's interesting. Now that uh, an actual psychosis is brought into it, you know. Yeah, one of the craziest things too. Like, uh, this is. Not one of the craziest things. I don't know why the hell I said that. But to me, some of the stories of the indigenous peoples, like some of their stories are like just downright scary. Like, is it just to keep people in check? Like, that's what it sounds like. Well, I mean, they say like a lot of urban legends are essentially the same thing, right? Like Hookman and um, about Lover's Lane. Keep kids from yeah. going up to Lover's Lane. so that way But see, that's the thing. That's about Lover's Lane. This is about any kind of... Well, not just not Wendigo in, uh, just by itself, but like Skinwalkers, like woods. Just stay away from the woods. I guess for kids, you know, you, you haven't been taught how to navigate the woods, right? So you would tell your kids stay away from it so that way they don't get lost. So maybe that's a way to keep them from going out into the woods is there's a monster out there that's going to suck your bone marrow. I like to think that they're real, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Well, yeah, I was about to say, at least in some form or fashion, uh, definitely real. Even if it was just, uh, you know, crazy people that went cannibalistic and ran off in the woods and, and hunted people. I could see them eventually. They're they're going to turn to something weird. We see the effects on what animals, where they get fed uh, other animals of their same species. They They become psycho deranged and what well, even like deformed in some points what's well, like what is that like um mad cow disease and then 
you have that uh disease i can't remember what it's called but when humans eat flesh uh enough of it they form some weird like zombie like state it definitely could be There's just like the story of uh, a swift runner like you were 25 miles from emergency rations if needed and you ate six people doesn't give a, a time frame of when he ate those six people but he ate six people do do we know if it was like during winter time and all that what what year was it uh, 1878 so i mean in all retrospect 25 miles you wouldn't have starved to death in 25 miles if you no i mean you're looking at probably 6 hour 7 hour depending on the horse and buggy you know could be a day's right drive you know now again we don't know the weather like did they get snowed in and he just wasn't prepared or did he snap when his son died and he was like yeah it does yeah yeah, that's what I thought. Maybe he lost his mind. But <clears throat> it just says after a bout of starvation, you know, which I would assume would be winter time because no vegetation. Animals are out scarce looking for something to eat. So they're not going to be, you know, they're going to go where those. But I don't know. I think Wendigos are very real. They snatching your children up. Hatch kids, hatch your wife, hatch kids. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> out the classics. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, these are just our thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know what you guys think.